Welcome to the Profit Nation podcast, where we produce profits instead of products. At Profit Nation, we drop value bombs on you three times a week. We bring you episodes that'll teach you about techniques to create a profitable business. Whether you're a new business owner or a seasoned pro, we have something for everyone. Now, here's your host, Jeff Kickle. Hey, Profit Nation, it's Jeff here once again, and I am so happy to be back. I've been on the road traveling for a couple weeks and wasn't able to uh, get onto the podcast. I've been doing some speaking around the state of Texas. I'm really excited to get back into the game and really talk with you guys a little bit today. You know, one of the things that I realized while I was out on the road traveling is how much my productivity gets affected when I'm out on the road, you know, between being in hotel rooms, working from unfamiliar places, you know, it just makes it really difficult for me to focus. Um, not to mention that I have pretty serious ADHD, which makes me a great entrepreneur, but it can create some major issues for me when I'm trying to be productive outside of my normal environment. So, you know, with this first episode back, I really wanted to be able to uh, talk to you a little bit about some of the things that I do, um, share some ideas, just like I always do, on how to be more productive in your your work and certainly in your life in general. Uh, so I'm going to share five of these with you today, and hopefully this will be helpful. Uh, first off, you know, structure is a major, major thing for me. It's one of the most critical parts, I think, of being productive on a daily basis. Now, how I structure my day, I've talked about it before on the show, but I use the Mastery Journal by my friend John Lee Dumas, who is the uh, founder of the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. And one of the things I love about this book is it forces me to write things down uh, versus electronically. There's something about that physical connection of when you write things down that actually makes that topic more real. Um, just for some reason, when you do that, it just kind of resonates with you and connects to your brain through that written word. Now, the Mastery Journal, how it's organized, you know, it's a, it's a relatively thick book. It's about an inch, inch and a half thick, and it's broken down into 10 10-day 10 periods. So it's 100 days, and, you know, you buy that Mastery Journal, and that's 100 days of your life right there, whether you work you know, four days a week, five days a week, seven days a week. It really just depends on who you are and what you do, but it's broken down at least into those 10, 10 day periods. And then each, each day, the book is broken down into a one page or basically a two page uh, journal entry of, you know, what you've done for that day. Now, when you pull up the master journal page at the top is a morning routine. And that's something that you typically are going to do every single day. You know, I, if you go back to episode two of the podcast, I actually talked about my morning routine and what I do every day. And that is, it's always an evolving thing. Um, I change it up a little bit here and there. I mean, it is, it does stay relatively consistent. And I'm a big Alexa fan. So part of my morning routine is done by Alexa as I'm getting ready in the morning. But you just have to figure out what works for you and what gets you going every day. Then the mastery journal is broken down into four sections. And each of those sections is a project, part of a project, something that you need to complete to continue to move yourself down the page or you know, down the, 
the path for you know trying to accomplish whatever you're trying to accomplish on any given day. So you you break that down. You say, okay, I need to complete this whole project today, and I need to complete four things to help me get that project done for the day. So that's each is a work session. And what you do is right at the top of that, you write down what your focus time is and what your refresh time is. What do we mean by that? Well, focus time is the time you actually spend doing whatever it is that you're going to be doing. The refresh time is getting yourself up from the computer and walking away, taking a walk, move, you know, walk around the building, whatever you're doing, just to get yourself away from that project. I will tell you, this is the biggest change that I had to make in my own life was forcing myself to do that. Um, I actually have a, um, a, a fitness watch that buzzes on my wrist every, you know, every 50 minutes and tells me to get up and move around if I haven't. It knows if I've actually moved around during that time period. So really important thing to do. Um, if you don't, and I, this, is a, this is something I found that I caused all kinds of havoc for myself with, is I would sit there and work for three, four hours straight without getting up and moving. And I found myself burning out, not really completing projects, not really getting my things done. When you know you've only got 50 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever it is to get that done, and then you're gonna get up and walk away from it, and that ha that task has to be done. It's amazing how much you can get that get anything done. Now, when you complete your your session, you're going to write down what you completed and kind of give yourself a little kudos that hey, this is what I accomplished. And then you're going to rate yourself on productivity one to ten and discipline on one to ten. So one of the benefits of this is you kind of keep a, a long term track of. Okay, here's how I feel. You know, sometimes I'm really productive and I get done a lot of things, and other times I am not as disciplined. So, you know, I might have been productive, I might got have got accomplished what I wanted to, but during that time period, I've let squirrels jump in, I've jumped around, looked things up on the internet. So, you know, ideal situation is that you were productive, you were a 10, and that you were disciplined, you were a 10 during that session. At the end of the day, you, you take all those scores, you calculate them up, and you come up with an average. So let's say all your sessions for the day were 10s, so your average would be a 10 for the day. If your sessions were mixed, you might have a 7 in discipline, and, and you might have a 6 in productivity. I've had those days, trust me. Uh, and you'll find that. You'll find days where people bug you or you're just not as focused, but it allows you to keep track of that. And then what you do is you take all those scores and there's a special chart at every 10th day where you record those scores and it gives you a vis or visual representation of where we are at for the week. Um, and where we are at for that 10-day period of time. So, you know, it's one of those things that'll help you to decide, okay, am I getting better? Am I regressing a little bit? Am I kind of flat and I'm not really improving? You know, I mean, ideally we're all 10 productive and 10 disciplined all the time, but the reality is that just doesn't happen. And then the last part of the, the mastery journal every day is that you complete your morning routine for the next day and that's it and you say what you want to accomplish for the next day 
Um, I will tell you the, the addition of this to my life has made a massive difference. It's helped me. Now, have I been perfect with it? No. I will tell you that my first mastery journal, I probably was working on day 250 by the time I completed it. So that just should tell you right there that I had some very, very unproductive days where I didn't even complete the mastery journal. Uh, and I typically work six days a week. So uh, yeah, it, 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 it's humbling sometimes to look at that. So the next thing that you that you really need to look at is your environment, where you're at. This is one of the challenges when I travel because it gets me out of my normal environment. And when I'm out of my normal environment, it makes it very, very difficult for me to focus. So I try and do things to make that environment very similar to what I'm used to. Uh, some people need a quiet room with minimum distractions, a good chair, minimum you know, good lighting, whatever that is. Um, I'm kind of a different animal, you know, when I'm writing, uh, like I did when I was writing this episode, when I was kind of planning out this episode, um, I, need I, I need focus using music. So I'll typically throw my headphones on, and for me it's 90s hip-hop, uh, metal, classic rock, something that does not sound very relaxing, but it helps me focus, and it keeps me focused on what I'm doing. And because I work a lot of times in my co-working spaces and I'm not in an office, I typically have headphones on. I mean, it's just, it's a requirement so that you don't bug other people. And quite frankly, having those on makes me really completely focused on what I'm doing. I would say the, the two absolute musts for me, and this is why working in hotel rooms, I sometimes have a challenge. One, you know, in a hotel room, you know, I can play my music as loud as I want, but it's just really quiet in them quite often. <laughs> so I don't have the normal craziness of my life around me. But the two biggies for me are a comfortable chair and lots of lighting, uh, neither of which most hotel rooms have. Most hotel rooms have a horrid chair and are very, very dark. And I find that very difficult for me to work. Um, one of the things that I've done to offset that a little bit is to I use blue blocker glasses. I bought a pair of blue blocker glasses. Those are the ones that, um, they're usually not the most stylish things and they have yellow lenses, but you'd be amazed at how much your eyes don't get tired when you're looking at the screen using them. I am never without paper or paper and pencil near me at all times. I actually have a, a little journal that I carry with me at all times. It's just like a small paperback book that, um, you know, is it has a little rubber band around it that keeps it all held together. But I just literally keep notes of every single meeting I have. Anytime I'm sitting down and thinking about a project, I keep it in there so that I have this ongoing record of my days. And it makes it very easy for me to then go back and kind of review the week or review my appointments. Especially a lot of times I'm, I'm booked in back-to-back -back appointments from one to the next and keeps me extraordinarily busy at all times. Um, let's talk a little bit about record keeping too, because you know the, I, I keep the, the information in a, a journal. However, there's other things. You know, I might go to a conference and have a bunch of note pages or brochures or something that I've received. And typically, what used to happen is I would shove those into my briefcase or my backpack, 
and I would carry them around until I would start having, you know, chiropractic problems and have to have my chiropractor adjust me because my, uh, my bag was so heavy. One of the things that I started doing is really becoming a bit obsessive about using Evernote. Um, I had kind of half, you know, what it, uh, half behinded uh, using Evernote for many years. And I really started about a year ago to really use it in most of my life. So if I take any kind of loose leaf notes in an appointment, uh, if I've made notes, if I've gotten some information from somebody, I just quickly take a picture of it with my uh, cell phone and upload it into Evernote. And I have those in there indexed and tagged, so it's very easy for me to then go back and say, oh, okay, this was this event. I look in that folder and I can you know, scroll or search by whatever I was looking for and be able to find it. I'll bounce back and forth between Evernote and OneNote. That, uh, that Microsoft has, because Microsoft has it on my Surface Pro. And I was trying to use it in my Surface Pro, and the one thing I found with OneNote is it is a little weird with different devices. And so I, uh, I found that I was losing information and it wasn't syncing correctly. So I decided that Evernote was gonna be what I was gonna work with, and I've really almost converted over to using Evernote versus even um, you know my Google uh, files or you know my Google Drive and things like that uh, for keeping notes in. Now I still use Google Drive to keep most of my uh, most of my work in because it's just easier to work with. Um, one of the things that I did, and this is a this is definitely a productivity thing. I used to get business cards. I meet you know on average probably 40, 50 people a week. And I would get their business cards and I would, you know, in good conscience say, I'll get back with you. And then I would end up putting them into a pile, just like a lot of us do, and never following up with people. And one of the things that I did that, um, you know, was a little bit of work, but it made my life much easier, is I actually uh, created an automation out of Evernote that you know effectively does this as soon as i get somebody's business card i snap a picture of it in evernote it uploads it it uh, transfers that over to my contacts in google once it gets to google then it automatically takes that information and transfers it into the two crms that i use one for my personal crm and, and the other one for my wealth management practice um, it also takes that information and sends it to Active Campaign, which is my email responder program. And I have an, a, uh, a campaign built in there called Jeff's New Contacts, which that contact goes in there. And as soon as it does, it triggers an email to go out to that person that says, hey, it was wonderful meeting you. I'm really excited to get to know you a little bit better. Let's go ahead and schedule a one-on-one -on -one so that I can learn a little bit more about your business. It also sends an email to my assistant, Cindy, who will know to follow up with them and get that you know, on the books. Now, all of that happens in about a millisecond. So one of the benefits of this is a lot of times somebody will hand me their business card. I'll snap a picture of it and hand it right back to them because I don't really need to keep them. And that, you know, they might as well keep it at that point. But it's instantly before that person has even left my site, it's already sent them an email requesting a, uh, a follow-up one-to-one. 
And what I found is that has, you know, has helped me immensely staying up on top of a lot of people. Now, the other part that I found is it's amazing how few people actually respond. Uh, there are people who are serious about, you know, I want to network, but there are a lot of people who I think stumble through life and don't even follow up on emails or whatever. So it, it's, it's very intriguing to me to see how many people actually have a good follow-up system. Um, and we do a really good job of following up with people. So at this time, let's go ahead and take a little bit of a break and I will uh, bring our sponsors on. And after this, you know, we've had three techniques. When we come back, we'll talk about two more and we'll see you back after the break. Hey, Profit Nation. Have you dreamed of growing a profitable business? Have you struggled to predict where your business is going? Do you feel like you're behind the times when it comes to digital aspects of your business? Many of my clients felt that same way. So we created Profit Producers. Profit Producers is a 42-day program designed to help you get to profitability as soon as possible. Check out the show notes page from this podcast for more information about how you can participate. Hey, Profit Nation, welcome back from the break. It's Jeff here once again. And today we've been talking a little bit about productivity and some of the challenges that both I and I'm sure you have had as well. Uh, we have discussed a little bit about structuring your day, uh, the environment that we work in and how to keep records and uh, how to you know, keep all those little bits of paper and everything else that make us or unproductive. Um, so the last couple topics I want to talk about today, uh, first of which is prioritization. Um, one of the critical things that you need to do each day is you've got to have a task list. I will tell you, I fought against this for a long time <laughs> and I would just get up, get going, just keep everything in my head. And I have a good memory and was able to do that until I started opening multiple businesses and having, you know, five, six appointments a day, uh, doing podcasts and everything else. And I found that I would be losing things every day or I would be missing things or I wouldn't complete tasks. So I started writing everything down. And in fact, what I ended up doing is creating a separate sheet for my mastery journal. And so it's a full eight and a half by 10, you know, piece of or piece of notebook paper that I have printed on, on uh, or two of these on each, two task lists. So when I fold the thing in half, it actually fits perfectly inside my, my mastery journal. And I can, you know, write down my tasks for the day. And then from those tasks, I can actually move those over into my, uh, work sessions during the day. So it gives me a list that I can work on throughout the day of what I need to do from the work state or work session perspective. Uh, one thing that I find that people do, and I, I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and I've coached a lot of entrepreneurs over the years, and so many of them that are struggling to complete their complete projects. And oh, by the way, I'm not, I'm also one of these. So, you know, physician heal thyself. Um, one of the things I've found is that people want to, you know, they might have a task list, but they will literally sit there and pick out the, the tasks that they want to do. And they don't do the tasks that they really should be doing, the critical tasks. 
So that's one of the things that I would say is a big challenge for people being productive is they always want to focus on the less risky, easier things. Let's say you need to make 20 sales calls a day uh, so that you can you know, move your business forward, but you just spent two and a half hours playing around in your email or playing around with QuickBooks. Um, yeah, not saying that your financials aren't important and not saying that you shouldn't be in QuickBooks, but that shouldn't be the biggest priority of any given day. That should be one of the things that you finish up your day with, unless you're going to a meeting right away, and you probably should have done that the prior day. Those sales calls are much more important. Those sales appointments or setting appointments is significantly much more important, and those should be the things that you be you know, that you should be focusing on at any given time, um, bringing money in. So you need to look at your task list every day. Look for the hardest and most critical tasks that need to be completed. And then you need to do those right out of the gate. It's what Brian Tracy calls eating the frog. <laughs> it's not fun eating a frog. It's not easy eating a frog. Um, as Kermit the Frog says, it's not easy being green either. But it's not eating the frog. You know, eating the frog is the hard part every day. And you got to get that right out of the way and then everything gets easier that's the cool part about it is it gets easier and easier and easier as your day goes on and more fun you get to the tasks that are more fun later on in the day so absolutely you have to have to have to prioritize what you do and make sure that you get those critical tasks those you know one or two things that just have to be done get those done before 11 a.m every day and you will see how much more productive you are during the day. Now, the other thing that I am a, a adamant believer in, and, and this was something that I had to learn myself. I mean, all of us have had to learn these type of things, but ditching email and social media. Now, that does not mean that I don't use social media and I don't use uh, email but I don't mess around with it during the workday when I'm working on other projects. We live in a world of distractions, you know, and the two biggest of those are social media and email. And it's easy to get down the rabbit hole, waste a bunch of time every single day. So I typically check my email box only two to three times a day. Um, most of the time, just two times a day at 11 a.m., and by the end of the day. So that's either four or five or six o'clock. Kind of whenever I'm getting ready to leave the office, I'll check and make sure there's nothing that I need to address that day. What I've trained most of the people in my world and I've learned is most of the tasks that I do on any given day or that I'm involved in are not mission critical and they are not something that the world would end if I didn't get on it right away. Most people know, you know, especially my financial clients and most of the people that I work with, if there is an issue or if there's something that needs to be done right away, I'm probably not the person that needs to be addressing it. It should be one of the people that works for me. Or if it is that important, they know to call Cindy, my assistant, and get in contact with me through her or text or call me. That's, you know, if there's an emergency, we go there. Uh, when I first read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, he talks about having an email responder that says, hey, I don't check my emails between, you know, I'm working on a project. I don't check my emails except for at 11 and 4 p.m. every day. 
Um, I got some feedback from people that that was a bit rude and they didn't really appreciate that, um, you know, good or bad on that. So I actually just don't have an autoresponder for it. I just have trained people to know that don't expect an email or don't expect a response from me in most cases, but you know, right away, you're going to get a response that day. I will typically check and respond back to people within the day, but do not expect me to immediately respond to you if you, you know, if you send me an email. Um, Social media is another thing. Now, social media is extraordinarily important, and most people that follow me know that I post anywhere from 10 to 20 to 30 messages on a given day on different social media platforms. I respond to people, I follow up, but I don't do it during the workday. I don't do it when I'm working on tasks because it's just too easy to get sucked into it, and once you're sucked into it, you can't get yourself out. I will typically wait until the end of the day after I get home, have dinner, while my wife and I are sitting there maybe winding down from the day watching a movie or TV or something. That's typically when I'll pull up my phone and bang through my social media a little bit, take a look and see you know what's gone on that day, respond to people who've responded to me. Um, I might even post a couple of things, you know, people that follow my personal uh, social media will typically see that my wife and I love to cook, so we post dinners, and I'll respond to people, you know, as a result of that. But I do not, I do, do, do not uh, respond during the workday. I don't get on social media during the workday unless I'm in between, you know, if I'm, uh, let's say I'm going to the airport or something, and I've got my phone, and I might, you know, bang through social media or I'm checking emails at those times when I can't be doing something else. So I hope this was helpful to you. Um, I hope that you understand that I don't respond to your cat videos until after work day is over with. But I, I want you to understand how important productivity is and why I make it such a big priority in my life. And I hope it becomes a, a, a big priority in your life so that you are a productive machine and you can generate lots of business for your business and be as, as efficient as you can with it. Um, I also created, and it will be down in the show notes, I created an ebook on productivity that I would love to share with you. So certainly uh, if, you, if you're interested in it, just click on the link below and you can get it delivered to your email box. Um, and I love comments on it. So please email me back and let me know what your thoughts are and any ideas you have or anything that you do that might not be in that book. Uh, get them back to me. I'd love to add it to further future editions. So thanks all. You know, we appreciate you guys listening in as always. Um, have a great rest of the week and we will talk to you again. You have been listening to the Profit Nation podcast with your host, Jeff Kickle. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play and also most of the other major podcast platforms. Catch our next episode soon. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this channel.